Welcome back into Bearcat Rewind. As the summer's finally here at Northwest Missouri State, graduation has passed. We've got a few summer classes, but for the most part, things pretty quiet on the Northwest Missouri State University campus. Haven't quite dove into some of the uh, fall sports firing back up, but that's coming up before long. Today we're joined by a former Northwest Missouri State student athlete who has stuck right there with uh, athletics at the collegiate level. We're joined by Cole Forney, a former Northwest Missouri State football linebacker. Now he's the Director of Sports and Performance at Florida A&M. Cole, thanks so much for joining us and, and jumping in on the podcast. And um, You know what? It's, it's kind of a random cold and rainy day here. We're in the 50s in Maryville despite having 80s through the weekend. It's a little bit different down in Tallahassee, isn't it? Yeah, well, one, I, I appreciate you taking the time to have me. Yeah, it's a uh... A little toasty down here today. I think the feel like right now is about 90, 92. So it's a, it's a warm day down here in Florida. One, <laughs> of the, sure. one of the days I'm glad where I'm not back in Missouri. Oh, for sure. What's the offseason look like on your side? You're specifically overseeing football, men's and women's basketball. The offseasons for both of those have arrived. Is it is it quiet right now? Or are you starting to get things fired back up? Um, football specifically, we actually just started back up today. Um, I don't have the full team back. The, the majority of the team did come back today, um, and we'll take this. There'll be some off time here and there, but we'll pretty much take this through the season as where my men and women's basketball programs, they don't start coming back till I want to say it's like June 25th, whenever our second summer term begins. Um, and they come back later just because they, they really don't start competing until later, whereas football kicks off at the start of August, so... I try and get our football team back as quick as I can um, to make sure we get the right amount of work in that's necessary to be successful whenever whenever the time to play football does come again. You know, we see it at Northwest, and, and I know you've talked about it down there at Florida A&M, that uh, having those students on campus or around the town in the summer to be able to get in some of those workouts, that is vital to be able to not only build the camaraderie, but also be in the weight room, make sure they're ready to go once the fall actually does hit. Uh, it's a Rattler team that... Nine and two last year, seven and one in conference, reeled off nine straight wins. This feels like a program that has really been at the top of its game the last few years specifically. You've been there for a couple of seasons. Tell me what that's like being down there in Tallahassee and seeing this team work. Yeah, I mean I'll forever stand on like you make your money in the summer when it comes to a football season. Like the stuff you do in the summer workouts is you carry that directly into your football season. So I I constantly preach to our guys like how important it is to be here for summer workouts and how important it is to get the most out of this work because this is what's going to show up on Saturdays when we play. So um, I, I'll forever say that summer is the most important thing. And and we've got a good group of guys that they, they love to get after it. They love to work hard. And like you said, we've, we've had a couple good years. I'm really looking for us to take that next step. We've uh, – when Deion Sanders showed up at Jackson State, they're one of our big, if not our biggest rivals, and that's where we had fallen short the last two years, and we actually start our season off with them this year down in Miami. Um, so that's what we've been preaching to our guys is what we do now and all this summertime is, is what's going to help us win that first game. And I like summer. I like having summertime for our student athletes because just like Maryville, honestly, it's dead in the summer. Like There's not a lot of distractions. It's pretty much weight lift, football, and then if you've got a job, work, or classes, but there's not a lot of people sitting there trying to drag you to go out and have fun and this or that. It's more of just time to work and get better at your craft. So I, I love the summer type of vibe. I think it's important, and I, I am excited. This 
if I'm being honest, I think this is the most talented team we've had going into a season. Um, so it's just more reason to push and try and do more and be better than we have been because we have the talent to be better than we have been, and you always want to optimize and capitalize on that. I think our guys see that picture, and, and I think they're bought in, and they, they want to be great too. You know, For Bearcat fans that don't know, since Willie Simmons took over the football program, hasn't had a losing season. Six and five, then nine wins every other season that he's, he's been there um, mm-hmm. with the Rattlers. Last year, in an interview on, on WTXL, an ABC affiliate down in Tallahassee, uh, he was quoted that uh, the two most important hires for any coach are coordinators and a strength and conditioning coach. Now, for you, you're part of a program that's been very good, but trying to take that next step, and he's talking about how just vital that position is that you're in to make sure those guys are getting that work in but doing it right at the same time. I mean, how special is that knowing that, I mean, he values what you do that much to where he's going to let you kind of step in and, and do your work? Yeah, uh, Coach Simmons, uh, he doesn't just say that to me. He preaches that to me. He preaches that to the team. And the one reason why I love working with Coach Simmons is he, he trusts me. He lets me run the show in the weight room how I feel it's fit, and then he trusts that I'm putting our guys in the best situation to get bigger, faster, stronger, and then obviously be injury prevention. Like My first job is to keep them healthy. Um, but, yes, I, one thing about a strength coach is – Unless it's in season, the one person that you're going to spend the most time with is your strength coach. Like in the summer, you're with them four to five days a week, if not all five days, constantly in communication, constantly sending them messages um, and stuff like that. So I really like the fact that, that Coach Simmons prioritizes strength and conditioning and puts a high value on it because that makes my job easier because then the student-athletes, football players are like, okay, Boss man thinks this is a big deal, like clearly that it is, and I think it just helps um I think it just helps make my job easier that they understand the importance of it and how it helps them become a better football player and so it's easier for them to buy in. Um but yeah, I really appreciate Coach Simmons and the fact that he the trust that he has in me and how he lets me um operate the show down here. You know, you look at sports performance and strength and conditioning, it's it's grown and developed so much over the last 20, 30 years, even maybe further back to where it's not just throwing weights in a bar and going, but there's a science behind it. How do you go about building up a plan for a team and making sure these guys know specifically they're working out for a purpose and not just going to only build muscle, but a lot more to it? Oh, yeah. I mean, you're 100% right. This this field has come so far in really a relatively short amount of time, and they just keep learning and finding out more and more stuff that can help enhance our athletes' abilities. But, yeah, it's not its not just move weight all the time. It's not just bench, squat, deadlift. Um, you have to also account for all the mobility and stuff and make sure, because my personal opinion, like one of the biggest precursors for injuries is if someone isn't, isn't very mobile, if they're a very tight athlete, then my now first responsibility is I don't need to worry about getting you bigger and stronger and faster until – I know you can move, that you have mobility within yourself, that we can now do this in a manner where you have the correct technique and the correct form. Um, But as far as going into a plan, like a year-round plan, um, it's a time-consuming thing. And all my my undergrad and my master's are both exercise science. So I've got six years of education just within this field to learn how to do this. And when when I sit down and make a program for these guys, I'll go in on like an early Saturday or Sunday morning where there's, no noise, no distractions, none of that, where I can really think with a clear head and make sure that 
I'm putting down the best program for our athletes, making sure it's all even, make sure it's all balanced, and really inclu- including a variety of things. I want to make sure we have adequate amount of speed work in there, not just lifting weights. Like, we need to run. We need to run fast. I need to make sure that I have all type of prehab stuff and make sure that we're hitting the little muscles that might not be involved in some of the major lifts. I need mobility drills. I do need those strength movements. We do move heavy weight. Um, it gets kind of tough. Like, you got to fit all those things within a four- to five-day program, and sometimes you have to get creative and combine stuff to make sure that, that you can get it all done within a certain amount of time. But there, there's definitely a lot of thinking that goes behind that. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's, it's important, and people, people need to know, they need to have a reason behind why, they're doing, why you're doing what you're doing in the weight room. And there's a thousand different ways to go about it, but at the end of the day, you need to make sure it's an efficient and a safe program for the student-athletes and not just something random that you thought of and put down on a piece of paper. Right now, you're a director of sports performance at a Division One school. Tell me about the journey to get to this point from from Northwest Missouri State um, going on to the University of Georgia now getting to Florida A&M and just kind of how all this came together. Yeah, I mean, honestly, um, I mean, I probably don't tell them it enough, but one of the man I need to or have thanked and really got me down this path, whether he knows it or not, is Joe Quinlan. Um, just because of my time in Northwest, I went through um, – a good amount of surgeries and rehabs. And there was always one man that was standing there ready to try and get me back, trying to get me healthy, trying to get me to my full potential, and that was Joe Quinlan. Um, I know even times after my car wreck, like, no one thought that I'd probably play football again. And there was Joe, and he wasn't letting me off easy of anything. And I needed that. Um, but it just it meant a lot to me that Joe, even after all that, like, he was still dedicated, and he was still willing to help me and try and better me, um, really regardless of the circumstance. And that that care that he had showed me um, really what kind of kicked me off. I'd always been interested. Obviously, my undergrad was in it. But I didn't really realize I wanted to be a strength coach until that moment. Um, and as much as I love the weight room and I like seeing guys getting bigger, faster, stronger, um, the reason I do what I do is because it's not easy to be good in the weight room. But – getting better in the weight room only elevates you at the sport that you do. So the fact that full circle of the fact that Joe was willing to push me and continue to get me better because he knew it helped me perfect my craft or get better at my craft um, kind of got me down this field. And I try and translate to that to our guys, like no matter what the circumstances, like I'm going to be here, I'm going to demand a high, a high standard for you and, and push yourself to be your best because it's only going to help you better at your sport. And, I kind of figured that out and got going, and I had applied for um, the master's program at the University of Georgia, um, and they had ended up accepting me and then actually offering me an assistantship position, and I took it. I got in the car and hauled down to Georgia. Um, now, I did the GA ship and the internship at the same time, so I went through the master's program. I was a GA for exercise science while I was helping out the football team. And then once my master's program finished, I was really just helping out football, and I can dedicate my full time to it. Um, and at, I don't know, I'm assuming it's at every level, but it's a very who-you-know network type of business. And so you're a paid intern, a professional intern for the University of Georgia. Coach Sinclair, which is the head man there, a lot of the times he gets a call, and it's like, hey, I need an assistant or I need someone like, 
you have an intern that's ready to be a full-time position, and that's kind of how it goes. So when I got those last six to nine months where I was just football, that was my time to kind of showcase, like, hey, I can really do this. I'm good at this. I work hard. Um, and then when the call came from FAMU, like, my name was out there and had a couple of interviews, and I got the spot, and we moved our butt down to Tallahassee, and we've been rolling ever since then. Um, but, yeah, it all – Joe and Kelly both, that's where it all started. They kind of got me down this path. Yes, of course, they're good at what they do. What they do, they're great at what they do. But really, their compassion and their their willingness to push you—that's um, kind of what got me down this field. So I'll forever be grateful for them. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is available on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu/foundation. And Clorinda Regional Health Center, offering support to Southwest Iowa and Northwest Missouri each day during times of uncertainty through a local team of providers and nurses. More information at ClorindaHealth.com. Now back to this week's interview. You know, I feel like one thing about being able to, to challenge student athletes and get them to reach their full potential is they have to be able to trust you and trust what you're saying and that it's it's coming from a place of love 98% of the time, right? And you look at the yeah. Quinlans and it felt like that was always one thing that you always kind of heard from all the student athletes that came through through thick and thin and good times and bad times and just a trust that comes with a relationship too. Is that something that you see there and now you try to take that down to Tallahassee with yourself to where if I want to reach my potential I have to be able to connect with these student athletes the same way that they did with me oh 100% we were talking the science earlier um, the science is tough the science takes time to learn but the science is only a small part of the job you could, you could write the best programmer in the world but if your student athletes don't believe in what you're selling to them or they don't believe that you guys have a relationship or trust then they're not they're not going to do it anyways, or if they do, they're not going to do that the best. And that's something, like, yes, Joe and Kelly would put their foot down when need be, and they were hard, but at the end of the day, you knew they were doing it for you. Like, they, you knew they were doing it because it was only going to make you better at what you did or it was only going to help you come back from your injury or whatever the circumstance. You knew it was in their best interest. So I I put more time into that than I do do the programs. I want our guys to know, like, yes, sometimes I might be tough on you, but you have to know I'm demanding this standard because it's what's best for you and it's your, it'll give you the best opportunity to succeed outside of here, whether it be athletically related or within your field um, outside of athletics. That this is, These are lessons, these are work ethics that you can take after you get done here regardless of where you're going. So a lot of people get into the science behind this, and yes, of course that is important, but I think being able to build that family and that trust um, is way more important, in my opinion. And this is something I took from Northwest. But since I've been at Florida A&M for about two and a half years now, in the weight room, we've only ever broken it down to one word. And every time we break it down, we break it down to the word family. Um, because I believe you operate at a much higher, a much higher level if you guys are doing it together, and it's a true brotherhood, and you guys are in it for more than just yourself. Like, hey, I've got to get this work done because my brother, my teammate is counting on me. So I, I preach family to our guys constantly and I try and build relationships with them outside of the outside of the field house, which is our, our weight room. Um, and I try and get them to bond with each other too because I think I think when you get tired and stuff gets a little harder and stuff's not going your way, um, and you've got a family surrounding you, it just makes it a little easier to get through those situations. 
You know, just this past week down in Orlando, Florida, at a, a national convention, um, Joe receives the Master Strength and Conditioning Coach honor. Only a handful of those, really, uh, throughout the country, and so much of that is the longevity and to be able to stay at one school and be um, so good at your craft. Joe's one, the, he's a pretty modest guy and doesn't really want to talk about himself, but this is a pretty big deal for him to earn that Master Strength and Conditioning Coach honor, isn't it? Oh, for sure. And there's no one more deserving than Joe Quinlan and I don't know. I've never actually had these conversations with Joe, but I'm sure within Joe's time and the success he's had, I'm sure he's had chances to go elsewhere and leave and probably make more money. Um, but that just speaks on Joe's character, and he's such a good guy, and he's such, he does such a good job at what he does and helping the student-athletes reach their full potential, and there's definitely no one more deserving. And Joe might be one of the – one that might be one of the best strength coaches in the country, and he just happens to operate at Northwest Missouri State. And thankfully that he does, so all the people's lives that he's touched, mine including. But, yeah, there, there's no one more deserving to win that or earn that. He didn't win it. He earned that um, title of being a master strength coach at that level. So I I couldn't be happier for Joe, and I'm, I'm glad that he that he earned that um, that honor. Whenever you're going through your program and, and you get accepted down to be a GA at uh, at Georgia and go work with the Bulldogs and, and uh, take on that internship and everything with uh, one of the premier football programs in the country, obviously at, um, at the highest level, how big was that? I mean, you're a small-town guy from Maryville, and then you get this opportunity to go to um, work alongside guys like Kirby Smart and, and how many Division One. Um, draft picks we've seen over the years and just a, a place a team that we put on such a pedestal how special is that and, and what did you take away what was the biggest takeaway from working with a program like that well first when I walked in for my interview the first day and I saw the facilities I was like oh my gosh like what the heck there's so much bigger like you said earlier so much money involved in it. I was kind of in shock like what the heck they got all of this um but it was a great experience it's funny because they were <laughs> I got done with my interview and I was just kind of talking to some of the full-time coaches and they're like, what experience, da 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 this and that. And I was like, well, I'm a three-time national champ in college football. And they're like, what? And like, where'd you play? And I was like, Northwest Missouri State. And like two of them were like, oh, I've never really heard of that. But then two of the other guys in the back came from a smaller school. And they're like, wow, like you went to Northwest Missouri State. Like they're one of the most dominant programs. Um, in the country so then that turned around and ended up helping me get into that position um because they were talking a big game at the time and I was like I don't don't know we do pretty well for ourselves like we've got a good amount of wins and rings to put on our fingers but uh it was the Georgia experience in itself was I mean it was it was it was awesome it was it was some stuff that you don't really see at a lower level mainly because like the money that's involved and uh you got 80,000 people attending the game but You've also got, like, the Georgia football staff, for instance, has five full-time strength coaches. So one of the best things about that was I had the opportunity not to learn from just one coach. I had five different coaches that are trying to teach us stuff as interns or if we pick up on why they're showing players. So to have all that knowledge in just one weight room working with one team, um, it's super beneficial, and you can take a lot out of it. It's too But just the atmosphere in general i mean it it operates at a high level like that it operates like a true business i mean it's year round there's a lot of pressure there's a lot of money involved um so i say that because once you get opportunity to work at a level like that 
not saying that there's there's less stress involved at other jobs, but it, that's like the peak of the peak. Like you said, that's like the the top dog right now in college football. So stuff you can take away from a program that operates at such a high level all the time and implement that within what you do, um, I only think that experience makes you better in the long run. I mean, how can you be a college football coach and not know who Northwest Missouri State is, right? I, yeah, I'm... I was I was in shock. I was like, what, what are you guys talking about? Like, I know I've probably got more rings than all of you, but they, <laughs> it was a joke at the time. We were laughing, but the, the two coaches in the background were like, oh, wow, like Northwest Missouri State. And I was like, okay. I think it's more just a down south thing. They don't really pay attention to Midwest teams. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I was, I was bragging on us for sure. I always brag on Northwest Missouri State. I'm not going to lie. Everywhere I've went. You know, you walk on and you go into a field and a staff member at a Division One game, an SEC game, that's big time. And that probably is one of those things that kind of takes your breath away for a second. On the flip side, though, you grew up in Maryville watching Northwest Missouri State football. You know the prestige that comes with that and the names that have come through. How special is that, running through the tunnel and, and having the Bearcat paw on the side of your helmet and, and just having that crowd roar as you come out, as whether it's a defending national champion or, or one of those seasons that you know you come off of 2014, you guys came up short, but you know that you're poised for something big in 2015. I mean, I feel like that's one of those moments that even though you've been in Bearcat Stadium thousands of times before, there's something special about coming out of that tunnel. Oh, yeah. I mean, that will always be one of my favorite parts of Northwest Missouri State. And that's a – I give the thanks to the fans and the community and how good a job they do supporting because you knew at a Northwest home game, it really didn't matter who we were playing. When you ran out of that tunnel, the stands were going to be full. They were going to be screaming. The announcer was going to be going. The flag's out in front of you. Um, so I always enjoyed and loved that part of the game. Just get your heart rate going and just like, okay, let's – I'm hyped up to go play a football game now if I already wasn't. Um, and, yes, it's big like that at the Division One schools, but it's, it's a very similar feeling just because of the overwhelming support in Maryville and how much they love the Bearcats and how much they support them. So it, I'll always remember that, and that stuff was always that stuff always got me going. That stuff was always exciting. And it, those are things I'll never forget running out of that tunnel at Northwest Missouri State. You know, that tight um, relationship with Joe Q and both of you guys being um, strength and conditioning guys too, but when you look back now and – Rich Wright as the head coach, and Chad Boswick as co-defensive coordinator, Brandon Clayton still on the staff, secondary and special teams. Is that kind of cool to look back on and occasionally ex- exchange some text messages with those coaches that have been around this program so long, and just the continuity you see here in Maryville? Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure how Northwest does such a good job, but they do a good job of maintaining their coaches, and that's a shout-out to Coach Wright and Coach Boswick and Coach Clayton. Like I said, they've had so much success. I'm sure they've had um, opportunities to go elsewhere, and it's just something about Northwest Missouri State. I mean, it's a, it's an environment, it's a culture that you want to be a part of, and once you're a part of it, you don't really want to leave just because of all the blessings that come with it and the true family environment that it is. So, I mean, that's a testament to those coaches and the culture that's built at Northwest Missouri State, that you've got coaches that could leave that, that choose to stay and um, make the program better. If I'm being completely honest, I need to do a better job of texting and reaching out to those coaches. It's been a while since I've, I've hit up Coach Boswick, and he I'll always be forever thankful for the whole Boswick family, and specifically Coach Boswick, because um, of the opportunities that he gave me and all the coaching and all the advice that I learned from him. 
So I personally, I need to do a better job of reaching out to Coach Bosley because he's someone that invested a lot of time in me and um, made me a better person, made me a better football player, and, and gave me an opportunity at the end of the day. And that's something, even though I don't do a great job of relaying that message to him, probably it's something that I'll forever be grateful for and thankful for. But no, nah, those, those coaches, um, they mean a lot to Northwest. And I'm happy to see them elevate within Northwest and stay there and continue to build that culture and continue to uphold the standard of that program. You know, you're one of the few guys that have been able to stand on the football field and, and be part of a competition, whether that from the SEC and the MIAA and all these different levels. We kind of spoke before we went on, but I want you to speak to it a little bit of everybody always says the MIAA is the SEC of Division Two and vice versa. Is it accurate, do you think? <laughs> no, we did talk about it earlier, and I said, yeah, it, it is because um, first you look at the level of competition. Like the SEC is a very deep, very deep uh, conference. Like there's a lot of quality teams in there that go out of conference and beat other teams. Same thing in the MIAA. Um, very competitive, very deep conference where there's a lot of schools, and there's always an MIAA team in the race at the end of the year. There's always an SEC team or two in the playoffs at the end of the year. And then the last reason why I speak on that, and maybe even the most important outside of the competition within the conference, is the support the conferences have. You go to an SEC game, and even if if it's a top eight SEC school, they're they're sold out. It's a big crowd. It's a big environment. It's loud. It's the same thing. You go to Northwest. You go to Pitt State. Like those schools are bought into their programs. They're they're always sold out. They always have fan base. It's always rowdy. Like it's the it's the same type of vibe, just on a little smaller scale. But it's two conferences that have more support than most of the other conferences, and then. It's got the competition level within the conference, and that's why I, I kind of compared it to. I know there's times we play out of conference in the playoffs, and there was no no support. I'll never forget the time we went up to Minnesota to lose for a playoff game, and the majority of the people were at opening day of the hockey game, and it's the first round of the playoffs, and half the fans in Northwest Missouri State, and we're at Minnesota to lose. I was telling you an example that the conferences might might have competition and be competitive within the conference, but the overall support from the teams is very similar and that's, that's why I make that comparison they've got all of it they've got the competition they've got the support um, and you have to go play in hostile environments weekly well you, you've put together a stellar career so far Cole and honestly it's just getting started a couple of years at Georgia now a few years here at Florida A&M and still um, a long way here to go so looking forward to seeing how far you do go whether that's Staying at Florida A&M, jumping up to a Power 5 conference, or if you make your way back to Maryville sometime, um, we'd love to see you back here too. Thanks so much for the time, and uh, good luck this season. Nah, I appreciate it. Thank you all for having me. Well, huge thanks to Cole Forney joining us here on Bearcat Rewind today. From Maryville Spoofhound to Northwest Missouri State Bearcat, now the Director of Sports Performance with the Florida A&M Rattlers. And his football season gets underway coming up on September 3rd at Hard Rock Stadium down in Miami, as he mentioned, this one against rival Jackson State. So we'll keep an eye on that and keep an eye on Cole's career as it develops over the next few years as well. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's podcast. If you missed last week's, we had Ryan Koski, an all-MIAA Northwest Missouri State outfielder with us, and much more still to come. Might even have the Jimmy Trina of Northwest Missouri State University, that's Colin McDonough, come on the podcast here at some point in the next few weeks. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Matt Tritton. We'll talk to you again next week.